Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hi, it's Andy here with uh, this week's Beacon. It's a bit of a different one. I am going to speak to you off the cuff, as it were, uh, following on directly from the Sunday morning that we've just met together. And it was a a special time, a special time that that God decided to join us in a real presence, in a real tangible way by His Spirit. And we wanted to uh, listen and be inspired and then act on what God was telling us to do. And uh, I was inspired by a passage from Numbers uh, chapter 13 in the Old Testament. Uh, And it might be one of those books that actually we struggle to kind of get a grasp of because it, by its name, Numbers, it implies that actually there's going to be long lists of names, long lists of things that maybe are not going to be too interested. And I've said before, when we read the Bible, we read Genesis and Exodus, the the story is so exciting and, and, and it's, it's an adventure. And then it starts to get into numbers and Deuteronomy and all of a sudden um, we get bogged down with maybe some details of things. But they are very important and in there is the way that God leads. Now I read from Numbers 13. Now I'm not going to read it all. I'll paraphrase a little bit. But it says this, the Lord said to Moses, now Moses was in charge Uh, He'd been the chosen leader to lead the Israelites. He'd come out of Egypt uh, and God was leading them. He'd given the the word to Moses to to lead the people with. And the Lord said to Moses at this point, send out men to explore the land of Canaan, the land that I'm giving to the Israelites. Now I just want to pause for reflection at that point rather than just keep reading because it's very important that we recognize that God is saying to Moses, I am giving you this land. Send out men to explore the land of Canaan, the land that I am giving to you, Israelites. And I I think we we need to stop and reflect at points like that because God's making a promise. And when God makes promises, scripture tells us that he fulfills them. He doesn't leave them hanging. He doesn't leave promises unfulfilled. Even those that we look at now in scripture, which we look forward to, our assurance of those things being fulfilled is the fact that God has always fulfilled his promises beforehand. So we look back and we are inspired to believe and have faith for that which is yet to come. So God's instruction is this, send one leader from each of the 12 ancestral tribes. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He sent out 12 people or 12 men, all tribal leaders of Israel from their camp in the wilderness of Paran. And these were the tribes and the names of their leaders. And then he lists the names and the tribes of which they are associated. And it says this, that Moses gave these men instructions as he sent them out to explore the land. He said, go north through the Negev into the hill country and see what the land is like and find out whether the people living there are strong or weak, few or many. In other words, go and spy out the land that I am giving you. And then a little bit later in chapter 13, at verse 25, it tells us that they've been exploring the land for 40 days when the men returned. So they've gone across, they've explored out the land that's been promised to them, they've come back and they've now given their report. 
And it says they reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit they had taken from the land. And now this was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. And the fruit was massive. It says that actually the grapes they brought back, they had to carry on poles. So that's how big they were. Um, But then they said, but the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Now, what happens after this report is given is that one of the leaders, Caleb, stands up before the people and says and declares to Moses, let's go at once and take the land because we can certainly conquer it. In other words, he heard what God was saying and decided that because God had said it, it can happen. It's a promise. The land is already theirs. So he's brave. He takes God at his word. And he might not know all the consequences that lay before him, but he says, let's go at once and take the land. We can certainly conquer it. But no sooner as he said those words, that other men who had been out on the land and spied it out, they disagreed. And they started saying, we can't go up against them. They're stronger than we are. And they started to spread a bad report about the land amongst the people. Now, when you get bad news and a few people start saying it, what it does is it knocks your faith, it knocks your confidence, it knocks maybe the ability to believe fully what God has said. And so the people, the Israelites, even though they've got this promise of this land that the Lord would go before them and give it to them, now because of a few people's ill reports and the fact that they are well, in a disagreement, shall we say, and they start, it says that they spread a bad report among the Israelites, that the people started to get agitated and they started to look at the problems. They started to look at what was before them rather than the promise that God had given them. Now, the rest of Scripture does tell us that when we're in trouble, when we have times of trouble, that we lift up our eyes to where our help comes from. In other words, we take our eyes off the problem and we look up at God, who is the solution. So if God's made a promise, the people of Israel should and could have walked into the land and taken it right there and then. But it starts, if you read and carry on reading, what you'll find is in the Bible, there's all these reports that every time God says he's going to do something, there's always somebody who rebels against it and says, no, this can't happen. And it destroys the faith of the community. Well, the point I want to make about the the people here is that actually when they did go across into the land and they took the land, some of the tribes decided that actually the land that they were standing on was good enough for them to stay in. So they decided to stay where they were. And it says that some of the tribes stayed on the west side of the Jordan and they didn't enter into the land. And uh, what, what happens there is that actually what we're saying is that God's promise wasn't good enough for us. But they weren't struck down by God for disbelieving. They were actually given and given a blessing, even though they didn't go into the land of the fullness of the blessing that was given to them. And I think sometimes as church, we can be guilty of not following through on the promises that God gives to us. So this morning was a, a wonderful example of us laying down what we think and just letting God speak to us through his spirit. And we started to engage with the spiritual aspects of God 
commanding us and showing us the way forward. Now, one of the things that comes up against this is that people say, well, the Spirit is not for now. The Holy Spirit was required at the beginning of the church in Acts and everything else. Well, when I read my Bible, I read that the apostles certainly were the ones that gave the Spirit or passed on the Spirit to people, that Jesus had breathed on them in the first place. But I also see that at Pentecost, they were all in together, gathered in the same room. And that they all began to speak, they all began to move in the power of God that was promised to them. Later on in Acts, in Acts 8 I think it is, Simon the Sorcerer is a character that we come across. And Simon the Sorcerer decides that he would like to have the power that the apostles have got to give the Holy Spirit to people. And he starts asking if he can pay for it. But he wanted to use it for his own good. And here's the crux. When God told the people to go and take the land in the Old Testament, it was in order to glorify God. It was ordered order to prove to the people around who God is. When the Spirit is given to us, it always points to Jesus. It always does the work of glorifying Christ's work, the work that Jesus did in order to bring us and make us his church. And that will never change. So when the Spirit is moving, it's not for the benefit of us to feel good, but it's for the benefit and the encouragement of the church. And it all points to Jesus' goodness because we stand today and we, we are in a church that God has ordained that he will work his promises and fulfill his promises through. So church, this is a really important word because when God says do something, He doesn't ask us to do it and then not equip us. His word says that God always equips us for those things that he's asking us to do. So God says, move forward in the power of my Holy Spirit and pronounce Jesus to all those around. And as a church, we want to be doing that. We want to be seeking God's face. We want to be listening to the Spirit and we want to be moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. When God says go, we go. Thanks for joining us. There are many more beacons to listen to on Spotify or on our website. And if you're able, we would love you to join us on Sundays. Just head over to coachhousechurch.org to find out more. Thanks for listening to the Coach House Beacons. Coach House.